When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, one and all, ladies and gentlemen, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. It is... It's uh, 2023. This is uh, Tax Day 2023. For those of you who haven't done them yet, you have about 23 minutes left to try to remember your TurboTax password. (laughs) Also, this is your last chance to declare any big transactions that may have slipped your mind, like did a right-wing billionaire buy your mom's house? (laughs) Be careful, okay? Uh, Oh, I know one company that's going to have a big old tax write-off next year because about two hours ago, Fox News settled their defamation suit with Dominion Voting Systems, averting a trial. Damn it! I want my trial. I want it. You were supposed to provide me six weeks of delicious content. I wanted to see Rupert Murdoch put his hand on the Bible and burst into flames. According to Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch. According to Dominion, the settlement was for a gargantuan $787.5 million. That's a lot of Dominion. (laughs) Admittedly, Rupert Murdoch is losing his shirt here, but nobody wanted to see that. And I got some bad news. I got some bad news, folks, because reportedly Fox News will not have to acknowledge on air that it told lies about Dominion in the wake of the 2020 election. Boo what they said. Boo, boo, sir. Boo, I say. And I guess it's satisfying, I mean, for Dominion, that Rupee had to fork over a pile of cash, but that does nothing for our democracy. What we need is Fox News personalities who look straight into the camera, admit that they lied over and over again about the 2020 election. (laughs) And then hurl themselves into Mount Doom. (laughs) Fox was was quick to release a statement, semi-acknowledging that something kind of, sort of, maybe happened. It said... You know what? I'll I'll let our friend Jake Tapper attempt to read it. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. We are hopeful that our... Sorry. Oh, don't. Don't apologize, Jake. It's hilarious. So they got to cough up a lot of cash, and Fox News has been exposed as a gang of cretinous liars, which is why yesterday Fox tried to do some damage control ahead of time with this full-page ad in the New York Times boasting, trusted now more than ever. Really? Really? Because you were just caught in the act, buddy. Honey, I'm home. What? You and Rick, your yoga instructor... I trust you now more than ever, darling. (laughs) Oh, is that downward-facing dog? Oh. Oh, it's not. I want... Close that. (laughs) I want to point out the number of people who trust them in their own chart is 41%. So, less than half. Kind of a weird thing to brag about. 
you never see a toothpaste ad bragging, four out of ten dentists recommend. <laughs> the other six know it's just relabeled hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> Recently, things uh, have not been going great uh, for Florida governor and threatened cat Ron DeSantis. <laughs> His poll numbers uh, are sinking. Donors are panicking. So yesterday, he did the only thing a man can do. He bullied a cartoon mouse. For months, he's been feuding with the Disney Corporation because after he signed the Don't Say Gay bill, they pledged to stop giving money to Republicans, and Ronnie wants his cash, baby. So he replaced Disney's board with his stooges, only to find out that the old board signed a last-minute agreement with Disney that stripped the new board of most powers before they could take their seats. Don't you know? Oh, come on, Ron. Here in Florida, don't you know you don't mess with Disney? You ain't Nemo. They'll never find you. (laughs) DeSantis uh, couldn't take control of Disney World, so now he's talking about what he can do to the land around the park. People have said, you know, maybe maybe have another, uh, maybe create a state park, maybe try to do more amusement uh, parks. Uh, Someone even said, like, maybe you need another state prison. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A state prison next to Disney. He's, he's about to run for president, and his latest proposal is, I'm going to put Florida convicts next to your children. <laughs> DeSantis, of course, has made many other threats. He's floated the idea of raising taxes on Disney hotels and imposing tolls on roads that lead to its theme parks. Oh, no. Now going to Disney World might become expensive. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Other Florida Republicans are also lining up to bash Disney, like State Representative Carolyn Amesti, who claimed the Magic Kingdom is indoctrinating children with radical gender ideologies. You know what? Yeah, no, no, she's right. Really makes you long for the good old days when Disney only showed wholesome traditional relationships, like a candelabra trying to bang a feather duster. (laughs) She's the most flammable object in the castle. Get out of there! Now... (laughs) Craziest thing about all this is Disney World is the largest single employer in Central Florida. You can't attack Disney if you're the governor of Florida. That's like running for the prime minister of Canada on the slogan, maple syrup. (laughs) I like the guy's name is Canadian prime minister. It's just Canadian prime minister. That's his guy's name. He might win. DeSantis isn't just losing his fight against Disney, he's also losing the support of fellow Florida Republicans like Congressman Greg Stubbe, seen here as the cover model for this month's Angry Beekeeper. <laughs> Stubbe recently went on right-wing TV to throw his weight behind DeSantis's main rival. Yeah, and Rob, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity sure. to talk about this on your show, and I'm happy and honored to endorse Donald J. Trump uh, for president in 2024. He said, he's there you go. He said Donald J. Chump. It's quite the Freudian slip. I am proud to engorge my pick for the sinner of the 2020 erection, Mommy. Oh, uh, there's some news about New York Congressman George Santos. Ever since he lied his way into office on a cloud of fanciful volleyball Holocaust make ups Santos has faced calls to quit from fellow New York Republicans and voters in his district, 78% of whom want him to resign. Of course, the other 22% are comedians who play him on TV. 
Now, not only is Santos not resigning from his current term, he just announced he'll run for re-election in 2024. Very brave of him to push through at a time like this. I heard last week his mom died in 9-11 for the fourth time. <laughs> in order to run for re-election, Santos is going to need some major moolah. So far, he only has $25,000 on hand. Of course, we don't know if he's going to spend that on his campaign. He could be saving it to invest in Spider-Man 2. Have you tried turning the dark off and then back on again? (laughs) Santos is also trying to juice up his profile in Congress. Yesterday, he introduced seven new bills, including one that limits vaccine mandates. And it's grounded in a peer-reviewed scientific publication Nicki Minaj's 2021 tweet that her cousin's friends got the vaccine and his testicles became swollen, which is why George Santos's actual bill is called the Minaj Act. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why. Presumably, he didn't call the bill Swollen Nads because that's already the name of Congressman Jerry Nadler's workout channel. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Woody Harrelson and Justin Thoreau. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Do you know my guests tonight from some of your favorite movies and television shows? They now play the men who helped orchestrate the Watergate break-in in the new HBO series, White House Plumbers. Now, I appreciate that you take chances. Yes, we've gotten results. But I can't have any ups. Capiche? It's too important. Now, you listen to me, George. You are not a federal agent anymore. You are an intelligence agent. You are a spy. And if you want to succeed in this line of work, you need to be willing to bend the rules, color outside the line. Please welcome to The Late Show, Woody Harrelson and Justin Theroux. I, Justin, I hope you don't mind. I think we got to keep him here just to kind of sheepdog him yeah. in place oh, yeah, so he doesn't we do. run away. We certainly you guys do. are a rocking cl- crowd. <laughs> well, speaking of that slip, I, you know, I didn't realize something until you divulged it earlier, which is Theroux, right? His last name is Justin Theroux. It, it actually is. It's Theroux. It, 
It's Theroux. Did I say Theroux? You, you said Theroux. Earlier you said Theroux. Okay, we're gonna have, and, and, then I, and then we, uh, we said this to him, and he goes, well, yeah, there's a dispute between the older generation and the younger generation, which oh, you really? got to go That's with you. So so people who people were, in your family say Theroux? The older, Theroux. Sort of, you know, the, the, sort of the older set says Theroux. And but the, they're right. Some, somewhere. The older <laughs> ones were named before well, the no, younger but the ones. the really old ones look, say Theroux. I'm Theroux with Theroux. Let's put it that it's Col it's like Colbert Colbert. Yeah. I, I've got eleven brothers and sisters, and some of us are Colbert, and some of us are Colbert, and oh, a lot yeah. of us are lawyers. So it's a law firm of Colbert, 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 and Colbert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listen, did you two know each other before you did the show together? No, well, we we'd met once. I produced a show uh, called uh, Live in Front of a Studio Audience, where he played Archie Bunker, uh, and he was fabulous in it. Wow. Well, and he, is this for Kimmel? Yeah, it's for Kimmel. That's fine. Yeah. Kimmel. Yeah. Oops. Um, and uh, you we know met, that's. I know. Yeah. yeah. That's competition. That's awkward. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we met briefly there, and then I wrote him a nice letter when I heard about White House Plumbers, and I said, "Hey, what do you think would be great?" Mm -hmm. uh, the first guy passed, and we'd love for you to do it. Well, here you guys are. Uh, this is last night, right? At the premiere. <laughs> yeah. This you guys at the premiere. I like the different vibe. <laughs> <laughs> you. Woody, you did not have time to change after no. leaving the ashram. <laughs> I look like I look like I'm getting married at a fish concert. <laughs> it just feels weird sometimes to wear your traditional nothing against well, you look, guys, but the no, traditional no, no, no. suits. Uh, oh, this looks good on you. No, it's how this, looks, this looks excellent, excellent Thank on you. you. How is Chairman Mao? <laughs> <laughs> Everything good. Everything good. <laughs> Well, Woody, uh, good one. What? Good one. Thank you. <laughs> you've been you've been in the news lately because your True Detective star uh, co-star Matthew McConaughey said he said Woody Harrelson could be his half brother. Okay, that you guys might uh, share a father. What is that story? What what is what's going on? Well, I'll just say there is some veracity to that. Uh, uh, Thought because uh, we we talked to Momac, uh, Matthew's legitimate mother, and uh, she let us know <laughs> one time. We, we were actually. <laughs> I mean, this is a, it's crazy. Sure. We were in Greece. We were watching the uh, uh, you know the U.S. team win the World Cup, and uh, you know I don't know. I mentioned something about regrets and I said you know it's odd that my father has no regrets and and I've known Momak a long time you know and she's she goes I knew your father <laughs> and wow. it was the ellipses I found a little troubling the pause were interesting the pause yeah that Almost. I knew how would your you father how would you describe that pause as as a filled with innuendo <laughs> A, pre a pregnant pause, perhaps. A pre <laughs> yeah. So wait a second. Wait, but wait a second. Is this what? Is there a possibility? When did? When? How? How old are you, Frando? What? How old? In the year of your birth, or nine months before the year of your birth, is that when she? Uh, well, the, the year of his birth. Oh, nine his, months before. Oh, his birth. Right. Right. She right, sure. had. You know. Matt. She. She was on a sabbatical from her relationship with. Uh, Dad Mac? His supposed father. <laughs> Jim. 
<laughs> well, now, the thing is, like, we want to go and, you know, test, but for him, it's a much more big deal. I mean, he, he feels like he's losing a father, but I'm like, no, you're gaining a different father and a brother. <laughs> People have been looking at these photos and going, yeah, I'll buy it. I'll buy half-brother. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, what are your... I mean... That's the old co-star. You're the new co-star. How do you feel about this it's news? It's weird. You know, everyone, before you work with Woody, says, like, oh, you're going to love him. He's so great. You know, you guys are going to be total bros, blah, blah. And it's true. You kind of fall in love a little bit with Woody when you work with him. <laughs> and I kind of want to be the brother, too. <laughs> and it's not really working out. <laughs> and I think we could probably... I mean, it's 2023. We could probably... You know, we could have a bromance as well, and I don't think Woody would be... I mean, I don't think uh, Matthew would, should be... You know, no. we'd have a, a bruple or something, you know? <laughs> we got to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Justin Thoreau and Woody Harrelson, everybody. Stick around. Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. because once again, it's the stars of White House Plumbers, Woody Harrelson and Justin Thoreau. Um, Justin, is he as laid back as he appears, or is that just PR? When the camera's off, he's all like, got time to lean, got time to clean. Yeah. Oh, no, he is. He is. <laughs> got to get over here. Got to One bean over here, one bean over there. No, he is probably the most laid... It's incredible he's actually here with two shoes on. <laughs> and this is actually... And on the not right even, feet, This is too. not even a joke. Ten minutes ago, I went into the green room uh, to get something. We were in the same green room, and he wanted to take a little nap. And I went to get something, and, he, and I woke him up from his nap, and he was angry at me. He was napping ten minutes ago, so he's wow. laid back. So I'm enjoying in the show like... so far, are you, Woody? <laughs> <laughs> it's been wonderful. It really has. Uh, no, but mm -hmm. you, ironically, I found out something about uh, the other thing besides that his name is Theroux. I found out that... Uh, uh, that every 10 or 15 minutes, he gets his clothes steamed. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not lying really? to you. No, because... You wrinkle quickly? I twice. wrinkle quickly. He was, I'm he go was get steaming right we, when we were backstage. Wow. Twice. <laughs> yes. He took sure everything that's... off. He's in his underwear, his socks. <laughs> and he's laid back now. his clothes steamed. <laughs> yeah. anyway. I, I, let me ask you something, because there's... there's I mean, I don't want to uh, tell, uh, you know, start a rumor okay. about you. But there's a rumor that occasionally you enjoy uh, cannabis. And... Now, let, me, let hey. me dispel. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, I actually... Because I just heard all the kids are doing it. I'm like, I'll try it. I... <laughs> really? <laughs> it's legal now, you know. It's... Le it's, it's is well, there how much on craft services for the show? How much weed was there? Because <laughs> I'm just sitting no. next to him and my arm is going numb. <laughs> <laughs> That's There's good. Another good one, my friend. Thank uh, you. Thank you. They don't yeah, just you, give you this desk. You really have <laughs> No, I uh, uh, actually, we, we, I did open a dispensary called The Woods in uh, L.A. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. 
know if that requires applause. It, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I opened it, a dry it, cleaning place in <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's a Herculean effort, honestly. But, uh, <laughs> it took a long time. But, but it's a very, very nice spot. The most beautiful dispensary on the planet. Really? Uh, yeah. Some of them look like Apple stores, like just absolutely like a oh, doctor's no, office should like be so that. clean. Oh, you and don't like you it? You have the greatest uh, crew in the world, and they're helping you. Yeah. And you got a great outdoor a ganja giggle garden. Or you can, <laughs> you can sit down and imbibe. You don't imbibe. I don't. I don't know. You don't what's imbibe? a ganja giggle garden? Uh, yeah, I'm glad you didn't answer that question. Okay. Yeah. No. It's just a place you sit, and you know, there's cabanas, and it's great. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I'm dominating this whole. Thing. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. You're doing what great. Are you, not at what all. are you opening? Anything? I'm not a ganja giggle garden. I'm not. <laughs> no. <laughs> That would be a different card. Let me ask you, I've, I've talked with uh, a bunch of actors have said that they sometimes will choose the project they're working on based upon the location they get to shoot. Mm -hmm. Do you ever do that, Justin? Uh, yeah, occasionally, uh, you know. I What's mean, the it's, best it's location when, the oh, I want to go there? Yeah, to oh, I got to Mexico. shoot in Mexico, Australia, um, uh, London. I've shot in great places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, nothing, you know, too extravagant. Upstate New York with Woody and Michigan. It's exotic. It's exotic. very exotic. Mm -hmm. Rochester. Nice. Ulster County. Um, Woody, what about you? It must be hard to tempt you away because you live on Maui and it's hard to find a location that's nice well, to I, go I to. Well, I also live Maui. in Texas. Yep. Uh, but no, I, I, I don't really choose my projects according to the location. I try to think about the script, the director, the other actor. Okay. I mean, okay. You call me crazy. Well, <laughs> you know, you're crazy. Crazy. You want to be hands on with these things. Sure, sure. Yeah. We got to take another break, but don't go nowhere. Justin Thoreau, Woody Harrelson, when we come back. Come on, y'all. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Poncho listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Woody Harrelson and Justin Thoreau. Uh, you're co-starring in, in the new uh, limited uh, HBO series, White House Plumbers, which I was saying earlier to Lewis that I'm, I just love Watergate. It's a fa fascinating story. Um, uh, uh, you are uh, E. Howard Hunt, correct? And you are G. Gordon Liddy. Correct. Um, I, first, I want to get into Liddy. This is the actual Liddy right here. That's the actual Liddy. This is you as Liddy. <laughs> right there. Yeah. It's a... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and I will say this. It's a spoiler alert, but this guy is incredible. Oh. What a performance. <laughs> You're going to love it. Really. A stash I, I got to talk about the stash, though. Yeah. I, I, the, is, how, is this all you? Is this all natural? It's 100%. Throw through mustache. It's happening right there. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 How long did that take? I squeaked that out in a couple months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, but it's, it's not just any mustache. No, I mean, because I mean, it's got that overhang. Yeah, that's what yeah. you have to do with There's that thickness. particular mustache. Is the trick is to grow all the hairs along the top 
over all the other hairs, and that sort of gives it that Ned Flanders, mm -hmm. you know. Whoa. Kind of... How long did you have to sport that? Whoa. Oh, you know what? <laughs> it, was, it was, there was a sort of a toss, you know, like, hey, do you want to wear a mustache you can put on and make it, or do you want to grow one out and do it? And I decided to grow one out and do it, mm -hmm. which is, when you've lived with it for over six months, is a huge mistake, you know? <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, actors who are like, oh, it'd be funny to have a goiter, you know, and then you're like, and you're waking up every morning, you know? With the goiter, you know. Sure. But he literally, uh, when when we wrapped in about 14 seconds, that mustache was gone. Yeah, it came off. Like, <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. Yeah. What did you learn about these these guys that you didn't know before? I, you know, I... Th Again, these were the guys who planned the break-in. These are the, the guys in. who planned, who were the masterminds, debatable term, but masterminds who planned the break-in, who brought... They were also crazy Nixon zealots, you know. I mean, they they... They, they thought they had to keep Nixon in power to, you know, sort of ward off communism in our country and all sorts of socialist ideas, et cetera, et cetera. And they ended up obviously being the guys that brought their favorite guy down. Mm -hmm. um, but with Liddy, not so much Hunt, but I, I, you know, he was sort of the Roger Stone 1.0, the Steve Bannon 1.0. You know, he was the guy who, who was shameless, you know. And so even in his, his life kind of just always went up. He, like, you know, even when he was convicted and went to prison and, you know, he just thought... It, he was finally taking a bullet for the president. He was a true patriotic zealot. Didn't he prove his loyalty? He had all kinds of wacky uh, things where he would, like, prove his loyalty by holding his hand over a f the flame of a candle, famously. But he also, in conquering his own fears, would... You know, he was afraid of rats, so he killed a rat and ate it. He was afraid of thunderstorms, so he would lash himself to the top of a tree during a thunderstorm and, and ride it out. You I mean, made he was me a... hungry and yeah. thirsty. Just to... <laughs> but go ahead. But yeah, he was kind of, you know, a bit of a whack job. I actually sat in this chair at one point uh, and was interviewed by Letterman a long time ago. G. Gordon Letty did. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Not in this chair. No. no, he wouldn't have sat in the first chair. Yeah, he would have sat, sat over there. <laughs> now, uh, we have some footage here of the two of you together. Um, uh, it, it's both of you, and uh, you seem upset about something. Yeah. And I, I can you so tell me Woody, what this footage is? So, all his laid-back is um, probably one of the most competitive people I know. And so we would get into these ridiculous sort of brotherly-like pranks and things on stage. Like he'll, he's the kind of guy who, like, you'll walk down a hallway with him and be like, I'll race you to the door. You know, you're like, ugh. Like, so it's <laughs> that kind of Or, like, yesterday we were doing a thing where... We were doing a junket, you know, promoting the show, and, he, and it became who can drink more water during the junket. Then it was who could hold their pee longer, and they started hitting me. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. Um, sorry, sorry. I mean, we got to re-illustrate. when we were doing the, we were doing the show, we were shooting. Uh, easy. That's why I sit like this. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. We were doing the, we were shooting in a prison, and there's a scene where I have to, I have to, pick him up, like, he, he has a health emergency and falls on the ground, um, and then I have to, you know, it's a, sort of a wide shot, pick him up, and then sort of Shawshank style, be like, make way, and, you know, like, you know, my friend's not dying on my watch, kind of thing. And, um, and I, I, we started the take, and he fell over onto the floor, and then I, you know, and I went down to pick him up, and I, I just, like, I couldn't, my back was breaking, and he's not that heavy a guy. And, you know, just sweating mortar shells, blood coming out of there. I finally got him up, and then everyone starts laughing at me. And Woody had taken weights, these big sandbags, <laughs> put them in every single part of it. I put them on his wrists, put them on his thing. 
And so that's a, this is the reveal. That's, this is this is what happens. Here's what, the reveal, here's Jim. The reveal. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts.